This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Last season on Dark Dunedin. Where did you get that ring? This one? Sorry, to pry. Oh no, I'm glad someone noticed it. It might not look like much, but this is one of my true treasures. Whatever happened to all publicity is good publicity. Ah, sell some paintings. I haven't done that in years. You've got to leverage this, Louise. I'm not really the sort who leverages tragedy. We sail the curving asphalt aisle between schist altars and the reddish tussock grass that gave the Mania Toto its name. Above and in front of the car, two magpies dance a duel. We're sluicing down into Sutton when suddenly the car lifts. It's airborne. Dark Dunedin Season 3, Episode 1, Stranded. Left myself, transformed. My head has a red mohawk. Each of my wings spans over a metre. Black feathers tinged with yellow and green. I'm flying, gliding away like a bird, like an eagle. I am... I am Poakai, Hapagonus, Horst Eagle. I circle a valley of tussock grass and burnished rock. The valley veined with an emerald river. The river gemmed with the glistening bodies of splashing children while their parents doze on the pebbled bank. I calculate the distance between the children, their minders, and the speed of my sweep. I could pluck one as if a berry, take one of my talons. Which one? Hansel or Gretel? The cherry girl or the gooseberry boy? The pigtails or the goggles? Sugar or spice? Snipples or nail? Which is nice? I drop, dive, down, down, down. You don't see me, but I see you. I am Louise Hepburn, an invisible woman in the Edinburgh of the South. You shun the watchers until you need to break open our memory banks. This is a story about my Dunedin, Ortipoti, the place of the steep points at the bottom of the world. Someone else would tell the story differently, but this is my story. Hell breathes as heaven looks on. I'm not carrying your bag. I need to stop. You can do it. Tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow is Saturday. Christ! At least you can walk. 
What? Well, not like your sister-in-law. If she walks again, I'll believe in unicorns. Are you allowed to talk about other patients? She's not my patient. Oh, lucky her. It is a statistical likelihood if she's been in a coma for over six weeks. I know how long it's been. I'm thinking we should try you in the physio pool next week. I'm not getting in a pool with you. Yeah, I won't be getting into a car with you anytime soon. What, what, what did you say? I said I've got another patient to see soon. Then go. I can't. Go, now. Your mind. Go away. Ability, calm down. Get away. Get away from me or I'll make a scene. Oh, look. We've made it back to your room, Mrs Hepburn. Well done. You have a nice weekend and I'll see you on Monday. Monday's Queen's birthday, so we'll get a break from each other. Be careful what you wish for, Louise. Sometimes, in the place of the steep points at the bottom of the world... It's as if you're at the bottom of a slippery bowl with no hope of purchase to climb out of the city. I set off the row of family dominoes and now we're short on still-standing soldiers. Could you do worse than nearly kill one of your own? Your brother's wife? Your nephew's mother? If I leave my head too long in the black clouds, I will go crazy. I need to tether myself to untainted, tangible truisms. The clock that ticks. The damp towels in the laundry bag that I used myself, unaided. The plastic jug of water that I now have the strength to lift. The water that hydrates and quenches and passes through me. That gets me up in the night. I can now get up in the night on my own and put myself back to bed. The sheets that shroud me. The beam from the night nurse's torch. Paracetamol popped from tinfoil pouches to bridge the gap between stronger reliefs. The three slices of peach that sit like orange commas alongside my cereal each morning. that arrived while I was having my physical therapy. Gerberas and astromeria and iris and lilies and gypsophila, what the Americans call baby's breath. Do I dare look at the card? Or is it a trick? A scorn hidden behind blooms? It's from Regan. I'd lost the post-it with her contact details, but she's read about the accident. It was an accident. That Regan stepping into my life while my family pushes me away is a flicker of hope that, that feels like fate and something still secret when so much has been flashed in public. Regan's written the card with her own hand. One doesn't use an intermediary to cross three neat kisses after their name. One, two... Good news. Huh? I have good news. Sarah? Uh, did Richard send those flowers? Uh, I'd be lucky if Richard sent me a bunch of hemlock. He doesn't blame you. He should, like his sons do. Well, you don't know that. Uh, and anyway, 
I believe you are going to be a success. Don't be crass. I'm not. You are selling. Selling what? Your art. I don't have a dealer. A gallery phoned. They've several buyers lined up already. Why? I haven't sold anything in years. Well, you see, uh, how can I put it so it, it doesn't sound... Um, Crass? I was thinking more calculated. Spit it out, Finn. You're sought after. Why? There's talk you might... Um, might what? There's some uncertainty around how stable you are. Stable? That you might not be going to make it. Then set them straight. <laughs> These aren't conversations anyone has had directly with me. Who's your mole? Mole? Informer. Gossip. Oh, she's a young lady at the gallery. She's not that young. What would she know about my stability? That you are about to be very financially stable. And you don't have to do anything. You just need to stay here and get better quietly. And I'll take care of it. You would do that? I would. I don't want you visiting me anymore. What? You're not to come here anymore. Louise! And you keep your hands off my pictures. I don't care how stable it makes me. I don't want to be a part of this scam. Really? Really? How do you think people survive? How do you think women survive in this world? That's just it, Fenella. Not all of them do. Oh, it's hot. Too hot for this room. The scent of flowers is too strong. Cloying. Especially the lilies, which are opening in front of me. Yawning as if they want to eat me alive. Saffron stamens butting through the creamy petals like little devil tongues. Then I remember. Grief so deep, the tongue must wag in vain. The language of sense and memory lacks the vocabulary of such... such pain. What is it I remember? The lilies. I remember that lilies are flowers of death. Dark Dunedin is a production of Prospect Park, New Zealand, based in Otipoti, the Edinburgh of the South. All episodes are written and directed by Emily Duncan, produced by H.J. Kilkelly, and recorded at Otago Access Radio. Dominic Angelo Lololi is the technician, and original music is by Marama Grant. Original artwork by Jess Newton. The actors in this episode are Julie Edwards as Louise Hepburn, Cheryl Amos as the physiotherapist, and Terry McTavish as Fenella. Dark Dunedin was produced with support from Creative New Zealand, Dunedin City Council, Archive Birds New Zealand, and Dunedin UNESCO City of Literature. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.